Welcome back to Vision One Rejects. Kobe Manzo, Zach Keen. What's going on, Zach? Nothing much. How about you? Nothing much, man. Excited to uh, get back at this. Today, we've got a great guest. We have Tyshawn King, who'll be joining us here shortly. He's a sophomore running back here at Northern Michigan University, so he'll be uh, joining us in the dorm, talk a little football today. We'll see how long he stays. Could be here for the whole pod. We'll see. Um, but after that, we talked to Tyshawn for a little bit. Going right into the NFL news, J.J. Watt is officially out of Houston, which I would assume is very similar to like the whole Stafford situation for them, times 10, because of Hurricane Harvey and all the relief efforts. Yeah. Over that He raised like $37 million. And we'll get into it later, but that has just got to be such an emotional time for them. Um, and we talked about it like a week ago, like the Houston sports fans right now. Deshaun's gone, like their yeah. basketball team. You have Harden and Westbrook gone. Baseball team was cheating. Yeah. Is there a Houston hockey team? In the NHL? Uh, not big in an NHL, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, but, but I feel like if they were good enough, we'd know. Yeah. So not a great time to be a Houston sports fan. Probably not. But after we talk about that, we'll get into uh, Calvin Johnson, the former Detroit Lion, becoming a first ballot Hall of Famer and finally starting to rebuild his relationship with the Lions franchise. The Calvin curse has been going on for years now after the Lions basically just snubbed him of his cash. Of mm-hmm. uh, I believe it was a signing bonus, something along those lines. And uh, took away a, m- a couple million dollars, I believe. So um, there's been bad blood in that in that relationship for a long time. Hopefully, we'll be rebuilding that because Calvin deserves it. But finally, NFL wise, we'll take a look at an NFL player making the switch to professional lacrosse. That has to be the first time anything like that has ever happened. So um, yeah. we'll talk about the PLL later, the Premier Lacrosse League. That'll be an interesting conversation. On the college football side of things, we have former Auburn head coach Gus Malzahn to become the next head coach at UCF after being fired this year. I mean, we'll talk about his record later and things, but that firing was pretty surprising, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, I'd say. And he's one of the only guys in the SEC that's had somewhat success against Nick Saban. Yeah. So if he can't make it there, then what what are they looking for? I don't know. That's what, that's what I'm trying to figure out. But that's about it for today's podcast as far as the topics go. Um, but, but, but before we dive into that, excuse me, geez, tell your friends to check us out on Twitter at D1 underscore rejects and on Instagram, Division One Rejects, to see when the new episodes drop. We post some highlights from all the conversations with our guests and some of the best bits. Obviously, find the full episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your pods. But let's get right to that conversation with Tyshawn King. I've been waiting on this for a couple months now. Yes, he has, bro. Fangirling right now. (laughs) Tyshawn King with us. Tyshawn, true sophomore running back here in Northern Michigan. Last year, all GLIAC honors, honorable mention as a freshman. The man. It's the man with us. We finally got you here. Man, I've been waiting. I want to be the man. I'm on my way to being the man. Got to keep working, you know? No, you're going to be the man. You're going to be the man. What was that like? Ugly. I know honorable mention, whatever. I'm sure, you know, your goals are higher this year, of course, right? For sure. But for as a freshman to come in there and, like, it wasn't like, at least under my, my impression of it, you weren't getting every single carry. Like, you were splitting a lot of the time in the backfield, too. So yeah. to do that and get those honors, like, what was that like? It felt good. I was uh, I was in a push for a freshman of the year until late in the year. I had an ankle injury. Okay. I got it about the fourth game at Ferris. Oh, shoot. And I didn't practice the last six six or seven weeks. I was only playing in games. You were just playing. Rehabbing and just Dude. playing in games. So a lot of the – I didn't get a – like you say, I was splitting carries. It yeah. was really because I was hurt. Like, I couldn't take that load on. I didn't realize that. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean obviously, we weren't here, but, you know, I would have known that. I think but. Michigan Tech was the last game where I got, like, significant, significant carries. Okay. And maybe Northwood. Okay. Yeah, Northwood, I got a decent amount. But a lot of the times, like, Saginaw, GV, uh, who do we play last? Uh, oh, there was Ashland. A, I didn't yeah, get a lot of carries. Ashland. The Ashland, didn't Ashland have a really good, wasn't it the freshman of the year was a running back from Ashland? Yeah. I want to say. He went, yeah. went, like, crazy. So, oh, okay. But, he, good. yeah, he ain't better than me. There you go. There you go. <laughs> he wasn't better That's than the me. right mindset, though. Like, I, I, we was right there. For, yeah. He got a lot of carries, though. Yeah. Not taking away from him. He's a good no, running yeah, back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. But I feel when it comes pound for pound, I'm better than him. And know? that's how you I should feel. I thought I was the best back in the imagine, league, really. Imagine if you were, like, the other way around. Like, if you were, like, oh, yeah, he's better than me. Like, like man, what kind was, of mindset, what so kind of mindset like, would that be? I don't know be? if I'll ever be as good as him. Yeah, like, you can yeah, imagine, yeah. like, playing at this level and having that mindset. Like, that would suck. Yeah. I think it's just the competitive nature in me. Yeah, and that should be. I felt, I looked at every team, and I'm like, I know I can start on a team. Yeah. That's how it should be, bro. Day one. 100%. Now you talk about injury a little bit. You're going to have surgery here soon. Yeah. So talk about that a little bit. What happened? Kind of reiterate that I have for a, me. I have a bone spur in my bone left spur. ankle. So how and long have you been kind of practicing and lifting on that? For four years. Four years? Yeah. That's just been there. But it's, it's just gotten worse all of a sudden or what? 
not not even getting worse. It's just a certain way that I, I tweak my ankle and it'll hurt for 30 seconds, literally walk it off, and I'll be good. Like yesterday, I was in the training room, and I just took my shoe off wrong and tweaked it a little bit. I'm like, ah, oh, it hurts so bad. And it's then, like all of a sudden, like excruciating pain. just like Because the bone spur is like right in between the right in here, okay. between the two points on my ankle. Yeah. And when it come up like this, it jam into my tendons and everything. I never heard about any of that. I mean, I've heard of bone spurs before, but I, yeah, I've never been around someone who, you know, actually heard it. So it's it's crazy. Like I'm finishing the X-ray right now, and oh, it geez. just jam into my tendons, and it's like an excruciating pain for like thirty seconds, and then you just I just walk it off, and then it's just gone. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's pretty easy to see. Actually, there's like a little. I mean, obviously you guys can't see the X-ray, but it looks pretty normal. And then all of a sudden, you have this like bump almost yeah. and like that you see when that goes back that's going to get jammed up mm-hmm. and everything it's almost like a protruding bone yeah basically coming out of his foot is the way i would try to describe it so I, that's not so four years yeah. so you knew you had it for that long or what no you had I no think, idea i think just over time for me can i heard it my sophomore year of high school i hurt my ankle okay and i never missed no time never really rehab because yeah. it's like when you're that like, young, you yeah. don't really get hurt. Like, you yeah. you get hurt, but well, you don't ankle, get injured. I'm just saying, ankle injuries yeah. don't mess around, though. I had an ankle but, injury my sophomore year of high school. Yeah, but you want to just get out there and keep playing. You I know what I'm saying? I was out for, like, I had a really bad high ankle sprain, bro. My whole foot was purple. Like, but it wasn't even, was like, like, a sprain, though. Like, yeah. last year, I missed. I had a high ankle sprain. Bad. Yeah. Like, like those, bad. the high ankle ones. Those don't yeah. mess around, dude. Yeah. Because you feel like you should be able to get back out there, but as soon as you go, you go, it's like, like, every game I was going out there, and... I would feel good during warm-ups. First carry. All right, got to come out and get taped up and spat it up yeah. and everything. Yeah. It was crazy. So I heard it sophomore year and never really missed any time for it. And then it was just over time, like, yeah. take a wrong, you no, plant the wrong like, way, and no, boom. Zach, I feel like you hear about this a lot in the NFL, like guys who maybe are injured or banked up, whatever, but they just play on Sundays. You know what I mean? Like yeah. guys who just turn it on, which – I know Tom Brady this year was kind of a good example. Mm-hmm. He was like, he told Bruce Arians, he was like, I don't want to throw on Wednesdays. Yeah, Wednesdays. He's like, Wednesdays, I don't usually do that. So what did Bruce say? All right, Go Tom, ahead. you do you, Tom. Okay, but I feel like that's, it worked. Oh, it's totally, it is, totally it is, the one percent. But that's, that's the Tom elite. Brady, though. Yeah, <laughs> but there are guys in the NFL like that that can demand that kind of respect yeah. and like that. Just turn it on like, on Sundays. Big Bears fan Khalil Mack never practices on Wednesdays. Team Hicks does not practice on Wednesdays. Really? Uh. Uh, Danny, Tra- Danny Trevathan, Jimmy Graham, they never practice on Wednesdays. It's like Wednesdays is like the yeah. off days. Especially for, for a guy vets, like Graham. Really. So yeah, vets. That, that's the key word. That's what I was kind of picking yeah, up from vets. those guys. Guys who have been around. Like, mm-hmm. you know what you're going to get from these guys. They get you know those I mean? days off and their Thursdays are limited. And ready for, I the, feel ready like for the weekend. When you get when you're getting up in age like that and you've been in the league taking that pounding, you need those days, really. That makes sense. Especially, so, yeah, Jimmy Graham, dude. Yeah. He's I'm been surprised around. he's around. I, I still am too, bro. Like when he, it, it looks like when he moves, it hurts. <laughs> he does. It does, bro. He's like, like lumber. Yeah, like yeah, yes, Gronk for Gronk, sure. Gronk moves really weird, man. But he looked good in the Super Bowl. He did, yeah, man. He like, taking doing... that, taking that year off for him. There are not a lot of guys who could do that and yeah. then just turn it back on and come back and play professional football. Definitely, like Gronk very limited guys monster. can do that. He so we're we're about to get back on the field Friday, right? Yes. Friday morning. Yes, sir. And we've been talking to our coaches about like simplifying the offense, breaking mm-hmm. it down terminology wise, whatever. Zach, you'd be great to talk about this as well. How much between you guys, like how much relearning do you think we're gonna have to do? I know we switched up a little bit, but like mm-hmm. for me, we did a lot of studying for that first semester. We mm-hmm. got in the meeting room a lot, but when we got out to the field, we were out there for like a week. Right. And so those those reps are where you really commit that to muscle memory for me. Right. Where you don't even gotta think about it. You just go. So we didn't really get that. So I, I feel like there's going to be a little bit of a kind of relearning period. Do you kind of feel the same way? Or you feel I, like, I mean, I hope we're just going to jump right into it and get moving. But it kind of sounds like we're going to try and slow things down. It's, it, it will be a relearning period. Like, this will be my first real practice since the Friday before going to Ferris State. Man. Because I was, what, I was yeah. two practices in. Yep. Then I had got nailed with the contact tracing. Yep. COVID, so yeah. I didn't really get those. I remember that. I only got two. I only got two practices out of the eight or nine that we got before mm-hmm. they shut us down. Yeah, and we got two, two, two or three with full pads. Yep. Two. Yeah, two. So I didn't get none of those. So this would be my first practice, like first real practice in a long mm-hmm. time. So I'm looking forward to that. But to get back to the, as far as the relearning part, I feel because we have learned it before. When we get out there and we run it. It's going to be fast. Come with us. Yeah. I feel like in the meetings it'll be excruciating because the coaches are going to try to drill it into our heads. But when we get out there 
it'll, it'll get easy for you okay. because you're literally going to do it over and over and over and now over what again. about what about what about from the uh, the quarterback spot as far as I mean, obviously you don't know exactly yeah. anything we've changed have you looked at the the install they sent out tonight yeah. yet or no okay, I, I definitely checked it out and yeah I'm I mean, I'm we don't have, we don't have to go through scheme or anything. But no, no, yeah, I'm not okay, going to yeah. touch anything. On exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying, from the point of a quarterback, like if you don't feel comfortable completely with what you're doing, you're not going to play well. Yeah, and that's just plain and simple. If you don't like, mm-hmm. if you have trouble yeah. getting the play out and like second guessing yourself, is probably like the worst thing for a quarterback. And I feel like if we do that this semester, I'll be way better off because I feel like first semester that was like one of the biggest things that. Was really like, like a little hesitant, almost. Yeah, exactly. Just not fully confident. Which not I fully, because I mean, that's I to was, be expected, though. I feel like, right? Yeah, exactly. But I mean, now that we're kind of breaking it down and we're going to be able to take it slower, I feel like nailing it in my head for me at least is going to be perfect. Because yeah. once we go out on the field, I'm going to feel completely confident in what we're doing. I think you made a good point too. Is that you know when you're hesitant or whatever, that's that's any position. But I feel like the quarterback position is just kind of multiplied. To a different extent because all eyes are on you, right? So when you make a mistake, it's obviously blatant. Whereas running back messes up footwork, like, yeah, like, we're going to know. But, like, sometimes you don't know until they really go and break down the film or whatever. But it's crazy, though, because, like Zach say, like, being out there and being hesitant is, like, that's not what you want to do. Yeah. And like I say, I wasn't wasn't practicing last year, so I was not, like, I was rehabbing the whole week. So I was not out there. So, Mm -hmm. like, I would miss uh, pass protection or – I knew all my runs because I'm greedy, you know. <laughs> but as far as like pass protection and getting into my checkdowns, like I didn't know a lot of that stuff because. Yeah, yeah. So I've really prided myself on knowing what I'm supposed to do at all times. That's good because it's like the guys around you; they'll always tell you what you have to do, but mm-hmm. you don't want to have to rely on them because when you're out there on the field, you can't run it. Hey DeAndre, what I got? Mm-hmm. Hey Kobe, uh, what I got on on this? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that is something that. I feel like them slowing it down for us instead of just jumping right back into it. And I feel like us slowing down and taking our time and getting, cause we got nothing but time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing too, is like, we're not going to be playing meaningful football until the fall. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's talk about a spring season, whatever. Like that's basically all but been thrown out of the window. Right. If we can get a scrimmage, that sounds great. I've heard uh, news from a couple of different people, like a few, a few sources of mine, if you will, that uh, Michigan tech's actually going down to Minnesota to mm-hmm. play some games. So I don't know if they've broken that officially yet or not, but if not, that's breaking news in the pod. There you go. Um, <laughs> but I, we haven't heard anything officially from our coaches yet. So we've been trying to set some stuff up. It just really hasn't panned out. But another thing I want to talk to you about, we still don't have a dedicated running backs coach, which mm-hmm. is kind of different for me, especially coming mm-hmm. into college. Even in high school, I had a running back coach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And what has that been like? Obviously, you went through it last year. So was Fedrosi, who was our offensive coordinator last year, mm-hmm. was he in charge of the running backs and everything last year? He was running backs fullbacks and tight ends man okay so it was like it was kind of tough because we watching film and you gotta go through everything you got you literally got to go through everything yeah. you got to go through what the tight end did on this play what the fullback did on this play and then what the running back did on this play mm-hmm. and it's it's meetings are hard enough as it is because they turn the lights off <laughs> and it's you just in a trance <laughs> the lights know? are good yeah and you get the lost. eyes are getting yeah so then when when <laughs> i feel like when you're going through other positions, it just makes it like that much harder to stay locked yeah. in almost. You know? Yeah, and I feel like people could kind of flip it around both ways because they're not there. They don't mm-hmm. get it. So they could be like, oh, you want to know what the fullback and the tight end are doing on every play, right? Which, yeah, on paper, of For course, sure. you want to know what the teammates are doing, the offensive line especially. But when you have to sit there and listen to all the minor critiques of other position groups that do not apply to you whatsoever, right? Right. that shit is – that's uh, – yeah. Right. And you get it, and I get it. I get and it and it's like a play that a running back was not even involved in. Yeah. Like all you got to do is sprint out and, and chip on the DN. The fullback didn't run yeah. his route the way that the coach wanted him to. Mm-hmm. And then the tight end didn't get the depth that he wanted to. So he's drilling that into them, and you like, we don't got a run play for uh-huh. another like six plays because I, I remember this drive. Yeah, you know? exactly, like so after the game. Yeah, yeah. so, so like I feel we like had – our offensive coordinator, to cut you off, but our offensive coordinator now, Coach Perlis, mm-hmm. he was at, you know, when we started that first round of practice, running backs, fullbacks, tight ends, offensive line, on top of being the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And, like, great coach, great dude. That's a lot on a plate for somebody. And you so can, now it's we're starting to kind of divvy it up a little bit of responsibility out to other coaches, which I think is great. I think it's yeah. perfect. And if, you know, if that's – if we find a groove like that, maybe you don't need a coach for every single position. Obviously, you're not going to have one for every single little position. Because um, a lot of teams don't even run fullbacks. Right. You know what I mean? So that's like right. they're going to get pushed along with someone else. But I guess it'll just kind of be like a feel as we go. Like, 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it, you could see it with, like in like in the fall, like we weren't really working with Coach Perlis a lot. Yeah, I know because before anything, he's the O line coach. Yeah, because you know? that's so, what he has been in the past, right? So he's Primarily. down there with them, and most of the time we're with JT. Mm-hmm. And, so it feels only right. Yeah, it feels only right that we're with those guys now. You so. know, because half the time we were with the quarterbacks just running our routes anyways and mm-hmm. doing handoffs. So I feel like us doing that and letting Perlis, Coach Perlis, fully lock in with the O-line and letting JT get his hands on the running back, I think that'll benefit everybody. Yeah. Even letting McDougal get his hands on the running back a little mm-hmm. bit because we got some guys that's going to go back and forth. I'm just saying, and I mean, you know, guys like you and I, we're built pretty similarly. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have guys like TQ and Cullen who are a lot smaller, a lot faster, you know, right. kind of quicker guys out on the route. So, like, from that perspective, you want to have McDougal kind of be an influence. You like to have mm-hmm. these different uh, perspectives, I guess, if you will, on these running backs, kind of get them. You want to be a well-rounded back. Right. So, we have a couple different guys, but I think it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Now, last year, DeAndre was out the whole year with that finger injury, he, or? He got hurt at Ferris, too. Okay, he did. Okay. So, so DeAndre, for those, DeAndre Caldwell, who is a uh, – Fourth year, fourth year guy for us right now. Yep, yep but he had the medical uh, mm-hmm. year last year. So um, fourth year running back for us. He went out, and that's I would assume kind of when you really started to get in there. But you were hurt at that time too. So, so how did that work? That dynamic because then was, we had we had Sebastian still at that time too, who was still getting some carries. Mm-hmm. I got hurt at Ferris too. Yeah. So oh man, played played a good game at Kendry, played a a good game in Texas, played an okay game at Davenport. But I started the Davenport game. That was my first collegiate start, my third game. Man. So we played a we played a we played an okay game, yeah. and then going into Ferris, like we know, like number two team in the country, like we got to go out there and put on the show, you know. And we fought first half, and literally like DeAndre went down, and he he just thought he jammed his finger real bad, and so he was trying to yeah. get it taped up. Mm-hmm. And like when like when you saw his X ray, like his like finger was separated. Like you know how like how, how an amputation yeah. takes like his finger was broken off into like two different pieces. It yeah. was I'm gonna say because you barely hear about a medical like red shirt or a gray shirt. Uh, I forget mm-hmm. what it's called, but for a finger, yeah, like that almost never happens. It was broken completely off. Yeah. It was crazy. Like that's an ACL. That's like other type major type yeah. stuff. So I was kind of surprised when he told me that he hurt his finger and got an extra year of eligibility. So that's in the second quarter. Literally, it's thirty seconds, eleven and a half. Take a carry and. Ankle just don't feel right. And come out of the game. They tell me I had a high ankle sprain, but I was adrenaline is oh, adrenaline yeah, is yeah. the greatest oh, thing yeah. known to mankind. But as soon as you sat down for a little bit, what halftime? That was the worst like walk to a locker room. And then Unreal. The adrenaline getting back into the game pick you back up mm-hmm. after the game. So you went back in after that? Yeah, I, I never missed a game. Never missed a game. Never missed a half, anything. Man. I didn't finish GV, but yeah, I never miss a game, and I didn't go out of GV until the fourth quarter. Yeah, man, that is crazy. Yeah, especially against Ferris too, because you feel like the pressure is kind of on you at that point. Yep. That's uh, you're one and two at that point, right? So you yep. win that first game, and then you lose in Texas, a close yep. game too in yeah. Texas, right? Mm-hmm. And then Davenport, I don't, I don't know what the score of the Davenport game. Twenty-one seven slugfest. We just couldn't score points. Yeah, so crazy. like. You're there. You've already had a little bit of a taste of winning, and you feel like you just got to show out against his opponent. And then to drop that one, that would have been tough. And, and then to lose Ferris, two big time guys. Ferris was a close game at halftime. Yeah, yeah. Was it really? It was. I think it was seventeen seven. Really? Yeah. Held to seventeen for a half. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. So you know what I'm saying? We looking at like we in the game. We come out yeah. second half. Then boom, DeAndre go down. Boom, I go down. Now I all didn't, of a sudden they start scoring points. I didn't then, go down, and then yeah, they yeah. started scoring points. Yeah. Like Ferris was a great team. Yeah, you know, well we, we saw we that. Cannot take that away yeah. from them at all. They Lost to West Florida, right? Yeah, and West Florida was a West great Florida. team. Their stadium, you seen their stadium? Man, what unreal, man! D two. That's crazy. I didn't check it out. You should, it's yeah, you, crazy. Should, you should check that out. It's, it's it's pretty unreal, man. It's nice. I mean, it's West Florida, so like the location itself is pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, nuts, man. Absolutely not. So you got anything going on tonight? You stick around? I don't have nothing to do. All I'm right. here. I'm here to y'all. You stay with us, bro. You stay with us tomorrow. Yeah, workouts tomorrow, That's bro. Really gotta make sure we stay in. Let's uh, let's talk some NFL talk. JJ Watt officially out of Houston. The five-time Pro Bowler announced on Friday that him and the Texans ownership have mutually agreed to part ways after ten years in Houston. I was telling Zach when we got started with the little intro, like the feeling. I know you're not a Detroit guy, mm-hmm. right? But the feeling. 
for me and for, for, Zach, for Zach's more of a Green Bay guy as well, but just like the Lions fans that have been around mm-hmm. of Stafford leaving, how emotional that was because of what he meant to the city. He really wanted to get them a playoff win, yada, yada, yada. It has to be like that times 20 for J.J. Watt. Dude right. raised, let me check the numbers here. Let's see. Almost $40 million for Hurricane Harvey relief. So, like, talk about people whose lives have been directly impacted by this dude to see him gone. And then I was saying, like, Houston sports right now. you got to be so upset if you're a Houston sports fan. The Astros get caught cheating. Harden and Westbrook are gone. Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston. J.J. Watt's officially gone. Do they have a hockey team? We couldn't decide if they have a hockey team. I don't know. They do not have a hockey team. <laughs> okay, I okay. I didn't think they did. No, I don't think so either. I feel like I would have known that. But Houston right now, man, that's tough. J.J. Watt, where's he going? If I had to... If I was a bed man, which I'm not instantly, <laughs> but if I was a bed man, I would say he would probably end up in Green Bay. Green Bay. But I hear that. The hometown Cleveland, hero? Yeah, yeah. Cleveland's. I heard that Cleveland right is making a late push because yeah. he won the team up with Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. But then the Bears not out of it because his girlfriend plays, or it's not his girlfriend, his wife. His is wife a professional plays soccer player in Chicago. In Chicago. And he just posted a picture in there Chicago. There is connections everywhere. Isn't so, that nuts? It is crazy. At first, it was like the Steelers was the obvious choice, right? Yeah, because Derek and TJ. Yeah. I would really hate to see him in the Bears. Yeah. Oh, but would, I, don't, I would hate to see him. In the Bears. I think if he had to go somewhere, it would be Cleveland because okay. I think at this point yeah. he wants to win a ring. We're not yeah. Cleveland, Green Bay. I'm sorry. Okay, I was gonna say Cleveland for a ring. I mean, yeah, they're they're a really competitive team. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but that's not. If you went to Cleveland, people wouldn't be saying, "Oh, ring chase." Oh yeah, they're, they're going. They're going <laughs> now, to Super ring chase, right? But I will say a place that people have not talked about enough is Tampa Bay. That too. Because the dude wants to get a ring. He wants to win a Super Bowl. And he's a guy that I think, obviously, late in his years, he's still going to contribute, obviously, numbers-wise. He's going to contribute. You're going to get him on a really low salary. Or, you know, not really low, but for a guy of his, like, stature and his uh, pedigree, you're gonna not you're not going to get him for too much money, I feel like. So Tampa Bay, depending on what their cap space situation is, I think that it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what they do with him because – I think uh, one spot I wanted to see here, there was a guy, uh, Shaquille Barrett. That's Shaquille Barrett for the Bucks. So Jack he Barrett. was on that he was on that one year deal. So now he shows out in the Super Bowl, he shows out in the playoffs, all of a sudden he's gonna want to be paid. And he's gonna be want to pay big time. He was the leading sack leader the season before. Yeah. And they franchise tagged him. Uh-huh. And he already came out. So he already got snubbed. Yeah. So he was already he's not pissed. taking a pick up. He already no. said it. Exactly. So it's like So that for them, you cut him, all of a sudden JJ Watt comes in, you're gonna get him for a hell of a lot cheaper price. Mm-hmm. Him, Jason Pierre Paul, you've got some other weapons, Vita Vea, right? Uh yeah. Sue. Yeah. That defensive front, the first uh rushing defense in the league, the best rushing defense in the and league. And it won't skip a beat. That would be nuts. So I don't I don't think people have been giving that enough thought. I don't know if there has been interest from Tampa Bay to right. that level. Right. But damn it, Not there publicly, should be. But, but there should be. But I think, like, because at that point, you would just be saying that you're going to let Shaq Barrett walk. Yeah. And Shaq Barrett was a, like, if you saw him in the Super Bowl, like, he made dude. life hell for So Patrick many pressures, Mahomes. man. So. Yeah. Well, you saw the stat. I'm assuming we talked about it. Patrick Mahomes ran almost 500 yards before throwing the ball. 497. And I there thought you go, that there you was, go. I, when I saw that, I thought that no was way. fake. Yeah, no way. I'm like, that don't even like sound no, legit. When you watch it, bro. When you when yeah. you watch it, he was his the whole game just running around back everywhere. And forth, back Unreal, and forth. dude. Unreal. East and west, no north and south too. And he's not a guy who's gonna run and really make you hurt. I don't think too often, mm-hmm. right? Um, but the Browns are another intriguing one to complement their front seven they have going on right now because. Yeah. They've got a defensive front that's been pretty solid, Miles right? Garrett. And they have been missing a few pieces. They're very inconsistent in the secondary this year because mm-hmm. they had some injuries and some other things that um, were keeping some guys out. But their defense stepped up. Um, Big time. Yeah, I was at the Monday Night Football Ravens-Browns. Jealous. That was nuts. The The game where Lamar came out and he was doing a little wobble, you know? They thought he was going to take a shit in the locker was, room or something. It was crazy. Trace McSorley comes out and nobody knew what was going on. That was one of the best. So I saw the Browns in like full Brown. And they ended up losing that game on the mm-hmm. Justin Tucker field goal. But the Browns, man, the Browns is not the Browns. They are not the Browns. They and then they the went Browns. into Pittsburgh yeah. and knocked off right? the Steelers. Like, right? Yeah. And yeah, Pittsburgh dug themselves into a very, very, After very, starting very deep hole. 11-0? Was yeah. it? 11-0? Yeah. And where they finished, one of the most fraudulent and eleven and zero teams I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. And one of those was a very narrow win over the Colts, right? That was where, like, that was one of their best halves of football. Was the second half of that Mm -hmm. game against the Colts. So definitely. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm still surprised that he doesn't want to play for the Steelers. I think, but maybe that's just not his fit. 
I don't know. And there's a lot more that goes into it, I feel yeah, like, I than feel surface like level type that. stuff, right? Um, he's 31 years right years old right now. Mm-hmm. And the contract he had with Houston was definitely the number one thing that got him out of there. He was owed $17 million this year. Right. So, and the way they, like, I guess, negotiated it, they're not going to have to pay him any of that, and they get rid of him. So, mm-hmm. um, that yeah, felt yeah. like writing on the wall, right? Um, and they have a new, is that a new GM and head coach? Yep. Right? In Houston? Yeah. So, they're dealing with a lot right now. So, the last thing they want to deal with is, but then again, that's also a bold move. Like, here goes the guy that's been the face of your franchise for 10 years. We're going to get him out of town. So, Houston Lions, is falling apart. Houston is falling apart. And Deshaun man. Watson is not coming back. No, no, because can't. I saw something no where way. it was saying that like, like almost on like petty moves, like they firing like equipment guys and what like PR people that like Deshaun was close with, and now they just firing them, getting rid of them. No like, way, that's just little petty stuff. And then they're like holding them hostage. I don't know what wow. they got going on. But at the same and time, and Houston's like, freezing right weird. now. Do you see that? There's like snow down there and stuff. It's, and they're it's all, crazy yeah. down there. It's Houston's crazy. going nuts right now. Oh my goodness. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's just bad time to be a Houston native. I know JJ, man, unreal. Now another guy who played in the league the same time as JJ has, you know, not as long of a career as JJ, but he's still going to be a first. He is a first round Hall of Famer, first bout Hall of Famer. Calvin Johnson. He's getting a bronze bust. He got officially inducted to the Hall of Fame. The announcement came a day before the Super Bowl after voting was held virtually on January 19th by the committee. Um, and for me, he retired in March 2016. Like, that feels like so long ago. I swear. Right? Like, 2016. Yeah. And you also think, like, that's a very short turnaround for a guy who's been removed from the game for only that long to be in the Hall of Fame. Because it was him and Peyton Manning, right? Correct. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the dude doesn't, I mean, he obviously deserves it. Uh, yeah, Definitely. But the interesting thing for me was the one gripe that a lot of people had was the length of his career. He only played nine seasons. Now, nine seasons, you're like, wow, that's a lot. But, like, Hall of Fame people, yeah, like Hall, Hall of Fame, Fame players, that's that's actually really short. Yeah. So there were a couple people on the committee that came out and had some things to say about that. But basically, they, they just said, like, qual- quality over quantity, excuse mm-hmm. me. And I'm glad. Like, I'm glad they did that because him being snubbed of that would have just been the worst thing ever. You know who didn't like that? Ooh. Terrell Owens. <laughs> because I think, did Terrell get on the second or third try? He might have, bro. And it's I don't like, know. It's yeah, crazy. Because it when you check the stats, like, he's, like, top T-O. three in everything. Mm-hmm. And he was big I bet he was, on that. I would say he probably pissed because about that. Calvin is first ballot, for sure. There's no arguing that. Mm-hmm. You know? like It was, like, the reputation and, and just the, you know. The things he did yeah. and the amount of time he did it, like, we have not seen anything like that before. No. Uh-huh. And even in his, like, I was reading a lot about this, about him and kind of his last year in Detroit. Mm-hmm. He said he knew before he even started his last year it was going to be his last year. Right. Like, he was just, his body wasn't in it anymore. Mm-hmm. He said his mind wasn't in it anymore. Yeah. And you get to that point, like, you shouldn't put yourself through all that. Like, that is sure. a, that's such a physical and mental beatdown that you're doing every, taking every week. And so for him to get out of there, I'm very glad that, you know, he could make that decision for himself. So I feel for like sure. a lot of guys just try and milk it dry. Because yeah. obviously you can only play this great game so long. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the mindset of a lot of people, obviously I'm not in the NFL. I don't know what they actually think. But this is just from an outsider's perspective. They want to milk it dry, get as much money out of it, whatever. And the cost of that, the sacrifice, the payoff is that your body's going to be trashed. Your mm-hmm. mind is going to be just out of it. Definitely. So good luck transitioning after football into something else when you're absolutely just depleted. So that was something for me. I'm super glad that he was able to um, kind of get out of that. Now he's got... Uh, Calvin Johnson Jr., I believe, is, yeah. his, is his son's name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty cool. Just his his life's pretty cool. He's a good dude. Yeah. Definitely. And the Lions got, making up. Exactly. So that's another thing I wanted to talk about, the beef with the Lions. So this started, for those who don't know, the Lions took away part of his signing bonus after injuries played a large role in him retiring after the 2015 season. Mm-hmm. So they basically... Under NFL rules, they were actually allowed to take that money, obviously, mm-hmm. right? They're allowed to take, I think, up to $3 million. But Calvin was just pissed, and you know, rightfully so, because of all the things he had done for the franchise, he obviously didn't think he deserved to have that money taken away from him. So that was like the Calvin curse yeah. for a long time is what it was known as. So it, Calvin has not since returned to see his former team, yeah. right? And I will say, only just this year, he finally had some sort of contact because he came in a Zoom meeting with some of the Lions receiving core. That was because Robert Prince, who was actually one of the interim interim head coach for us for a yeah. game. I don't know if you saw that. It was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, he coached Calvin for two years. So, obviously, that connection was there. Right. Um, so, he got to come in and talk to those guys. That would have been cool. 
pretty monumental yeah. day too. Um, but he did come out and uh, said that he had some type of hope of mending the relationship with the team. But he said, that's not going to happen until they pay me my money. Yeah. And he's stuck by that for five years now, six years now. So, and to me, I feel like what changes, like you, you, you owe him that though. I feel like you definitely everything do. he like, think about it. He yeah. really put the Detroit Lions on the map. Yeah. Like there's no, like, like him and Matt Stafford, if they could have just put a little bit of help around them, like when they got that decent season out of Reggie Bush and they had mm-hmm. a decent yeah, defense, dude. they went to the playoffs. I know. You know? I know it. Like they never put any help around him or Stafford. And I know it, bro. I'm glad to see Stafford get out of there. You know? So am I. Yeah. I and, think it'll be real that'll be really fun to watch. And well, I just feel like they should just pay him his money and just get it over with. Go it's ahead. just so funny because like listening, like just to see that the Lions are just like the armpit of the NFL. The That's pretty good. I like it's that. It's just where people go to die. <laughs> Even Blake Griffin's going to be gone out of Detroit. I know. That's crazy. You either get out or you die. (laughs) It's going to be Houston now. Houston's going to be the next armpit. I don't think anybody's going to Houston anytime soon. That's so funny. But I will say, this this might have turned around now. Calvin said a quote, I know myself and Sheila Ford have had great conversations. I know we're moving in the right direction. Quote. That's what he said. So, pretty optimistic. He's had a little bit more of a social media presence lately, which is cool. I like to see his face on Instagram and everything. Mm -hmm. But um, all I got to say... We get rid of the Calvin curse next year. MCDC coaching in Detroit. Jared Goff at QB. Next year is the year. 10-6 and in a playoff win. I'm not a Jared Whoa. Goff believer. All of the pieces are in and place. He was playing with nine fingers. Not even that. Um, <laughs> the year that they were, like, blowing everybody when they, yeah, the when water. They were playing, yeah. And they came to Soldier Field. Defense. Yeah. Shut down. <laughs> I feel like if you can man up on the Lions receivers. Yeah. Or if you man up on Jared Goff's receivers, he cannot make those tight window throws. That's a good point. So they're he looking. Can, he can't throw people. They're open. looking. To, it looks like they're going to lock up Galladay. Mm-hmm. I hope. But Marvin Jones is has been rumored to actually might be joining Stafford in L.A. Yeah, I saw that. So talk about that. And you want to talk about that a little bit? Stafford mm-hmm. goes to L.A. He's never played with a defense like that. See what I mean? You know what I mean? I think. And the, not that before we let you, let you go, mm-hmm. the weapons on the offensive side of the ball. He's got a running back. Cam Akers was like a. You know, rookie running back this year. And he caught up fire insane numbers. Yeah. Insane numbers. And that was a big reason of why they were successful. Because Jerry Goff can't do it on his own. I mm-hmm. agree. He's not that type of quarterback. He's mm-hmm. not a Patrick Mahomes. But, yeah, between Cam Akers and some of the other weapons that they have, I'm trying to think of their wide receiver core right now. But it's totally escaping me. You guys think of any of Cooper Cup. Yeah, yep. Cooper Cup. Josh yep. Reynolds. Uh, Robert Woods. Okay, yeah, Woods is one that I was thinking of. Van Jefferson. Van, mark my words. Van Jefferson. He's going to be, a, be dude. a nice receiver next okay. year. Yeah, he's nice. Yeah, Florida. The offensive, the offensive weapons for them. I think it's going to be really nice. It's obviously not like the most flashy offense in the league, but they mm-hmm. get it done, man. Yeah, and they got it done to win some games. But go ahead on Matt Stafford to uh, to L.A. That instantly makes them the NFC West favorites. Yeah, Over that's San the most Fran. competitive division in football right now. And it has been, I feel like, right? If Deshaun Watson goes to the 49ers, the Rams are still Dude. number one in the West. You yeah. Do, with that defense, you got the best D lineman and the best defensive back. Yeah, and Ramsey. You have a top 10 quarterback. I don't care what nobody say. Matt Stafford, some of the throws that you see Matt Stafford make, like he does he what Patrick Mahomes that. does yeah. every week. He's been doing that. I remember they used to criticize Matt Stafford for throwing sidearm. Right? And now Pat Mahomes do it, and he it's made just it the craziest yeah. thing on earth. Because he's, he's the NFL's boy. Yeah. Right? Poster child. Yeah, he is. He's like the baby. But yeah. that's kind of funny. Man, I don't I don't know. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, <laughs> underrated. Cam yeah. Akers. Well, they already proved this year, even though they lost the Seahawks late in the regular season, which the Seahawks actually clinched the West with that, mm-hmm. uh, with that win. They go into the playoffs, and they show them. So between them and the 49ers – who else rounds up? Is it the, the Cardinals? The Cardinals, Cardinals oh, might take Cardinals. a leap. I was going to say, because the Cardinals, they dropped off the second half of the season yeah. after uh, Hale Murray and all that right against the Bills. Yeah. Um, but they have they have pieces in place, bro. I think they need more help on the outside. You think so? Yeah, I think they need something to compliment DeAndre Hopkins. Christian Kirk is all right. Yeah, and then you had Larry, else. but he's, he's getting up in age, and he was actually batting a lot of injuries this year yeah. too, Fitzgerald, right? So yeah. that was kind of interesting. Now the running back situation, that was um, – who was that? Kenyon Drake and Kenyon Drake. Chase Edmonds. Yep. So Kenyon Chase Drake Edmonds was a starter. Fantasy. I had Kenyon Drake and he did nothing. He had a few games, I thought. He had a few decent games, I thought. He but had maybe two and if then they I take, dropped him. If they take that next step, I mean, obviously it's going to be one of the most competitive. I think Kenyon Drake is a free agent, actually. Is he? And I think they might actually let him walk. That'd be 
because he be pretty surprising. But yeah, King and Drake was getting volume. It wouldn't be the craziest thing I've ever heard. He wasn't. He wasn't producing. He was getting like twenty five carries a game. Twenty five. So what's touches. your take on Kyler Murray then? Kyler Murray is a great quarterback. Okay, but he takes it. But is he, he takes a, a lot of chances? Yeah, that's the thing. He takes a lot of chances. Like okay, like he throws hail Murray, and he was on fire for like that three week stretch mm-hmm. from when they beat. Seattle. Well, I will say, before you do that, they won that game. I think that stopped them from – if they wouldn't have won that game, that would have been like – those five games would have been like a five-game losing streak, I think. Yeah. Like, they were losing. So, yeah. that was like the pick-me-up of the year for those guys, and it still amounted to nothing. So, I, I just feel like Kyler Murray, for, for a stretch in the season, you couldn't stop him. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know. I think once that New England game came around, he came up against Bill Belichick. I think teams started to figure him out. Yeah. Keep him in the pocket. Make him beat you from the pocket. Lamar type stuff. Yeah. yeah. And Lamar, oh, Lamar, my favorite quarterback. I hate, yeah. I, I hate that they, like, paint that narrative that, like, he cannot throw. Uh-huh. Like, he has nobody to throw it to. He throws, bro. Yeah. Marquise so, Brown Hollywood, cannot be your Hollywood, best receiver. Yeah. No, he cannot. You know? He's not a star receiver, bro. You know? He's not. I agree. I don't want to see Allen Robinson walk, but if he were to walk, please go to Baltimore. And Ingram's gone, right? Yep. So, but Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. Oh, dude, that backfield's fine. That's a. Duo. They have no problems with that. With Lamar, yeah. So that backfield is gonna have no problems rushing the ball. The Mark Ingram's thing just sucks because of obviously like what he meant to that locker room. Yeah, I definitely. feel like so definitely. It's like it's like getting rid of like an older brother or something. I feel like yeah, real for real for, for real. a lot of those guys. Yeah. Like they're probably so close to that dude. So outside of the big trust and, and all of that. But I think that would have that would have been really tough for them. The but NFL would be fun next year. The NFL will be fun, bro. I'm excited. We got to wait a long time, though. I know. It we got to wait, so. man. We still got the draft. Free we agency draft. hasn't hit yet. Yeah, that's true. There's okay. news. There's news. See, college football is a lot harder to dig up news on. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of that stuff goes under the table a little bit more. NFL's, they want you to talk about it all year round. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not that they don't want you to talk about college football. But NFL to PLL. I don't know if you heard about this NFL player going to play in the premier lacrosse league. You hear about that? Don't tell me his name. I know his name. He played for the Patriots. He did play for the Patriots. So uh, Chris Hogan. There yep. you go. Now, a lot of you are probably wondering what, what the hell is the PLL? It's, it's probably, it's a premier lacrosse. League, like I said, professional lacrosse basically in the U S that's what it is, which has kind of like busted onto the scene as of late. I know yeah. like that's a big East coast sport, right? Yes. Lacrosse, huge yes. East coast, Ivy league type, mm-hmm. you know, sport. Um, but Chris Hogan, longtime wide receiver with the Patriots, two-time Super Bowl champion. He's officially signed with the league and will, quote, fight for a roster spot with the best in the world. I think that's just so funny. Like, this dude's so accomplished in this area. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to the bottom of the totem pole in another sport, right? And it's interesting because he played lacrosse at Penn State before coming to the NFL. This isn't, like, some random decision from him. He was a captain at Penn State on the lacrosse team. Um, and imagine doing that, though, that jump from college lacrosse to the NFL. How much? How many critics he probably had coming out of that in that situation? Yeah, I don't know. Right? That's crazy. Any sport professionally when you like weren't Jimmy doing Graham. that in college? Jimmy yeah. Graham played basketball, uh-huh. and then just like uh-huh. one day, let me go pick up a football. Yeah, right. It's crazy. That was like it's just funny because people make the assumption all the time. Like uh, Draymond Green is a funny example at Michigan mm-hmm. State when he was oh, playing basketball. Clips. They suited him up for like a spring game, right? Mm-hmm. Just football is just not his thing. Yeah. He is a dominant athlete, like a great basketball player, he awesome could not athlete. Play football. He could not play football. He was bad. <laughs> he was yeah, really was bad, bro. He was, bad. he was really bad. And now, how much practice did he have? All that, whatever. But like, it's just what obviously was not his thing. Natural ability zero. <laughs> <laughs> but that was pretty funny. So for, for to see a guy like this that is able to go and do that and compete at the highest level, I think that's so cool. Um, but he said that in doing this, he basically wanted to prove to himself that he could have pursued this out of college and made it to the PLL, but. For me, you know what I mean? Like, you know, because he probably had, like, there's no way you regret that because you've won right. two Super Bowls and you've had this, you know, illustrious career. No. But he just wants to prove to himself, like, hey, if I wanted to do this 10 years ago, I could have done it. Probably a first love type thing. Yeah, that probably is. Yeah. He probably grew up with lacrosse being number one. Yep. So, for me, what the hell do you have to prove? Is, is he on the Jets right now? Chris Hogan? Yeah. No, I think he's out of the league. Yeah, he he was out of the league. He wasn't, is he? He wasn't on a roster. I thought he was on a roster. Well, I wanted to say he, Jets. Was he a free? He was a free agent, wasn't he? Not? Or something like that. I don't. I don't think he. I think he's been out of the league for a couple, for maybe a year or two now. That long? 
Yeah. I just know he hasn't been playing. Yeah, he hasn't been playing. Oh no, I definitely not. Sure. I just thought he was on a uh, thought he was on a roster for some reason, and the Jets he came to mind immediately. Um, he's a free agent. That's what I thought. That's what it says. Um, but I guess I didn't. I didn't really realize. I think he would just hit free agency. Carolina and Panthers. Just, nobody picked him. Buffalo up. Bills. So he must have bounced around. Oh, here's in a in a Jets uniform though. So I I don't know. I'll look at it. But dude. Lacrosse. I mean, good for the PLL. I guess we don't really think about that. To have a name like yeah. Chris Hogan, dude. Yeah. I don't really hear much about the PLL. You guys even know what that was? Nope. I did because I played lacrosse, but did you? Yeah. That's hilarious, dude. Um, but yeah, I want to say Jets, dude. I want to say he's on the Jets. I can't uh I can't really find anything to be honest. But um pretty sweet for him, to be honest. Um, but talk about the Patriots a little bit. I don't want to touch on. Them. I don't have anything written down, but I did want to talk about them a little bit. Is uh, this is a question that's been I've been thinking about? Belichick does he stay around to try and rebuild something? I was just about people? to ask you that. Where, where were you? So, what do you think? I don't. I mean, because he's done it all, dude. right? He's done it all at this point. But I feel like it's probably just a pride thing. He's a lifer. He's yeah, when exactly. after he's done with football, he doesn't want to be done with football until he like drops dead. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I just feel like, especially the way that this season went, I don't know if. He's going to end it on that. Oh, this season? Yeah. No way. And it I was agree. like, I feel like he's going to probably win another Super Bowl at some point. Really? I feel, wow. I feel like at least he'll attempt to. Will it to. be with the Patriots? That's another question. Yeah. I don't, I don't see Bill Belichick leaving the Patriots. No? I feel like. I feel like that's another pride thing. Yeah, I agree, agree too. I think they're going to go after a quarterback in this draft or this free agency. And if it doesn't work, I think he's going to retire. Wow. Not Retired. right after this year. Yeah. But right. I think okay. after a couple of years, if they don't figure it yeah, out. Yeah, I would say a couple of years down the road. Yeah, man. yeah, exactly. If they don't find someone to really build something around, I might agree with you. And if he doesn't retire, I think they might, like, fire him almost. Because wow. you see Matt Imagine Stafford that, didn't want to go to New England. Yeah, I don't know. He didn't want to go play for them. He did not, bro. And then you see, like. And people were saying, like, oh, he's not tough enough. Get out. He's not. No. That, wow. Lee, just stop. He played in yeah. probably stop the it. grittiest. Stop it. Well, no, no. Not no, tough no. enough for Bill Belichick. When you hear the stories that here, come man. out from New England, like, yeah. Tom Brady was not getting those Wednesdays off. Gronkowski fighting all those injuries. He wasn't getting those Wednesdays off. I was watching the uh the um Pat McAfee show. Yeah. And he had Adam Vinatieri on. Oh, yeah. And Adam Vinatieri was Before talking the Super about. Bowl, right? Yep, yep. Saying it's raining. It's snowing. They're not kicking inside. They're kicking outside. And that has led to a lot of success for them. Yeah. But just, like, when it comes to attracting guys, New England no has way, never dude. attracted guys. What big-name free agent People has People were going to New, New England, England to play with Tom Brady. Yeah. And we're going to play for Bill Belichick. And Tom Brady is no longer there. He is not. So You are correct. Yeah. That's what that's what I've been saying. Now, like, you can make the argument, yeah, like, playing for Bill Belichick has totally has his plot, but he was winning. Mm-hmm. Now, now he's not. You have the same culture there, and you're trying to do things the same way, but you don't have the same results. Remember right. at the beginning of the season where we we see the video of, of Cam Newton listening to gospel music, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, my gosh, they're back. Yeah, everybody thought Dude. Cam Newton was going to go crazy. And, like, he had a couple games where he put up some decent numbers, but, like, Cam was not Cam. But I don't know. Though. That's a whole other conversation, though, about Cam Newton and what his – because that was a one-year deal. I like Cam Newton. When they let him throw, he had great games. Yeah. When they let him throw, I think it was like 25-plus times. He mm-hmm. threw for like 350-plus every time. He can't run it the way that he used to. Yeah. Not, uh, 2014 was his MVP year or what? 2015. 15? 2015, And yeah. they're trying to like just run it down and throw like he's a like a, a fullback or something. Uh, you can't, like, he's built like a D lineman. He is a, he's he is a massive human that is being. a specimen. Ma- mammoth of a man. <laughs> yeah. Dude's big. Yeah. You cannot like no. line up and, and gun and just run Which quarterback is dives. Because if any team were to do that, I think the last team would be the Patriots because their system for the longest time has been revolved around a pocket passer and Brady. You know? They weren't running him anywhere. So I feel like maybe who's the, I don't know who the offensive coordinator is. Josh McDaniels. McDaniels, there it is. I felt like maybe he got really excited. At the mm-hmm. aspect of a multi-dimensional quarterback game, yep. and he tried to open up the playbook maybe a little bit too quick for a Cam Newton that is just not ready to do that. Yeah. So that was kind of my opinion on it, my take on it. I don't see Cam coming back. He's no. not going to. And unless unless it's back to the Patriots, I don't yeah. see him starting for anybody. Because the th- yeah, the, the thing That's is, the other thing. as much as yeah, I like Cam Newton. I love watching him play in this quarter. The quarterback market right now is so competitive, and yeah. there's a lot of people up in the air too. And th- there are some things being finalized now. But you're right. Where is he going to go start? 
I don't see him start, going to start you nowhere. Got, exactly. You have a bench, yeah. You got Jameis Winston on the bench. In, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Well, you know, for now at least. Maybe next year could be a totally different thing. Drew Brees, what happens there. But, like, <clears throat> that's a talented dude. Yeah. You got talented dudes around the league. Uh, do you see Taylor Heineke got broken off with yep. the, the Redskins? Like 8.3 mil? Yeah. Yep. Good for him, man. He he. I think he was out. like, yeah, he well, for that the one that, game, that bro. That wild card game, he that bought wild card game out. was insane, man. Chase Young, that picture of him pointing at the jersey, he was taking like night classes before he got picked up by the Redskins. Now he's making eight yeah. million dollars. Two year deal too. I it's not it. like a, it's yeah. not like a win. Mm-hmm. He, he got. Some I love the story, bro. Him. I love the story. Hopefully, I hope that worked out for him. Yeah, yeah. I heard the the Washington football team was in the Matt Stafford sweepstakes. They were, but they didn't they want to put a trigger. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, because. You know, the Heineke thing, I guess. And then, uh, you know, obviously Alex Smith. I think Kirk Cousins might be on the move. Really? Yeah. I heard Minnesota? that. Yeah. I've heard that, like, wow. they're going to try and move Drew Locke. Yeah, I heard Viking. Drew Locke, too. Ooh. Drew Locke. Okay. Oh, there's going to be, like, Carr? some shifting around. It's a lot of people on the move. And the quarterback market last year was nuts. Remember, this time last year, the quarterback market was yeah, insane. Like, it would never get better than this. Yeah. And then here we are. Deshaun <laughs> Watson. Think yeah. about it. Deshaun yeah. Watson is ready to the dude who was in the playoffs. Two think about years the Texans ago? a year ago. Yeah, I'm gonna say what a, a year ago or two years ago. It was last year. Last, year. last last season. Yeah, exactly. Last season they were up 24-0 and got yeah. outscored the 55 Chiefs, to seven. That game. Wow, that is nuts. And Patrick Mahomes broke their franchise. He did. Bill yeah. O'Brien really broke their franchise, but Patrick yeah. Mahomes he and the he problem with started with Bill O'Brien. And I love how we're just going all over the place. I love it, but Bill O'Brien. When he assumed that general manager role and had coaching role, mm-hmm. I think that's a really interesting dynamic because on paper, a lot of guys, the problem with a lot of franchises is that the GM and the head coach don't click. Yep. They don't get along and they don't and they're on the same wavelength, if you will. Mm-hmm. Now, you would think like if you want to remedy that, right, then um you just do both. Yeah. Right? And why wouldn't you be able to do that? But that's just there's two jobs for a reason. Yeah. People don't do two jobs. And I don't right? think head coaches should I don't think those you should give someone the coach and a general manager. Yeah. Because like you say, those are two separate jobs. For a reason. And a and lot of the time they're only doing jobs. one of the jobs. Yeah. Like I feel like Bill O'Brien, he was the general manager more than he was the head coach. Yeah. So it's just like I didn't work out for a him. lot of that stuff. So now you know where he's going. To the Alabama. Alabama. And man. you know what's gonna happen? To fill in for Sarkeesian. He's gonna get another head coaching job. You think so? You wanna coach you wanna coach again? Go to Alabama. Man. Steve Sarkeesian got fired from USC, goes to Alabama. Yeah, Texas. when you when you get five star recruits, now I'm talking about when he went to be the OC. Oh, I see, I see, I get see. Get some five star recruits, put up some points, now you head coach at Texas. Yeah, I was gonna say now he's at Texas. So. Yeah. So no, it's just Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin situation. That's a good one too. Is he FAU? Ole Miss. Ole Miss now, yeah. He was at FAU for a while, right? And he put some points up on Bama too. Uh-huh. Ole Miss gonna be tough next year. Matt Corral. Ole Miss is gonna be tough. If he stopped on five Corral, picks. Yeah. But he did that twice. That's not good. Twice? Yeah. <laughs> what? He was chalking it I up. I didn't know there. that. He is a he is when you look up gunslinger on the internet, Matt Corral. <laughs> he just says screw it and then just he tosses it. He down there somewhere. And then he turned around the very next game and threw six touchdowns, no picks. What? He That's is. some Jameis Winston stats, dude. 32-32 type stuff. If he Barf. can stay consistent to one of those things, they'll be either really yeah. dangerous or really bad. <laughs> the INTs. Um but we're in the college football scene a little bit now. So I want to talk about our one kind of college football story for the day. That is Gus Malzahn, who is next in line to coach at UCF, University of Central Florida. So the story about the deal being finalized, the first reported around 10 a.m. on Monday by Andrea Adelson. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly at ESPN. Now Malzahn was 68 and 35 in his time at Auburn over eight years. He was 39 and 27 in the SEC and Still surprised by the firing of all that. Zach and I hinted at it earlier. He was one of the only guys in the SEC that had any type of success against Nick Saban. I think the stat I want to say was that Nick Saban is like almost like 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 and 6. He has six losses. Malzahn is three of those, mm-hmm. right? Being that in the Iron Bowl, one of them was kick six, right? Mm-hmm. So, that was um, insane. yeah, right? So, for a guy that showed that much success, I guess it was just like, they felt like they were kind of plateaued, I would assume. Is that what you would kind of think looking at that in Auburn's perspective? I don't, man. That's really confusing for me. It, it is confusing. Like I what can an see obvious why they hire want for to UCF, too. Yes, UCF is going to – they're going to be right back in the yeah. national championship. Right? <laughs> they're already national champions, right? You know? I don't, I don't <laughs> know, though, man. I feel like that was a – that's a 
Auburn is a tough job to take. Yeah, because you're Just not going to get recruits over Alabama. That's very true. And it's hard enough to tell somebody come live in Alabama. <laughs> so then, you know. Yeah. So then, okay, you want me to come play for you and not Nick Saban? Yeah. Because if you have because they're fighting Auburn, for a lot of the same guys. Yeah. You know, if you have offer mm-hmm. from Auburn, you got, probably got one from Alabama. So that's tough. You're not getting those those big recruits, you know. And when you do get them, you get them in spurts, you know. Yeah. Like Derek Brown. Yeah, he he was okay. Trey Mason was pretty nice when he was there, but you don't see a yeah. lot of big names. It's every once in a while. Auburn, Alabama know? is every single year. Every year, that's the difference, bro. They have a five star on special teams. And the funny, yeah. And then the funny thing is too. I remember we were talking about the national championship game, and then when Najee Harris came out, and you see some other running back coming, some no name guy. And now no name. He's a five. That's the dude. He's gonna be the dude for the next three years. I don't even yeah. know his name right now. I just know. If he's coming after Najee, like he's going to be the next dude for three years, and we're all going to know who he is next year this time. And, and it's crazy because that's that's every. Just like, reload. I don't think yeah. Alabama will ever be bad at football as long as Nick Saban is there. Man, yeah. As, as long as Nick Saban is there, I don't think they'll like ever like fall off. Like think about we said Alabama fall fell off because they lost because they two missed games. the playoff. Because they, they missed two, the playoff, the national playoff, games. and we said yeah. After the number, number five. five quarterback goes down for a year. And like, yeah, Alabama's over. They're Dynasty gone. over. Dynasty. And come back this and have it. like like you can argue that like they were like on the same tier as twenty nineteen LSU. Yeah. That was the debate, right? Yeah. Who, who who had the better squad? Yeah. And um the drafts will kind of be interesting to yes. see how people take that into account because yes. of how many guys were drafted off that LSU team was a record, right? Yeah. So nineteen or something like that. Yeah, and that's yeah. not even counting Jamar Chase, who will be going this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because he opted out. So um Man, that's crazy. Man, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. Back to UCF though. The obvious hire for UCF. So the UCF head coach Josh Hoople, hopefully I said that right, left just last month. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I just butchered that. Last month that just went like together. Um, <laughs> he's taking the head coaching job at Tennessee. The position has been a revolving door. Yeah, for a while now. And we talked about it a couple years ago the McDonald's, the Happy Meal type, mm-hmm. you know, recruiting stuff that went on. Yeah. Imagine following that. They just fired like 10 to 12 personnel on that on that staff, which honestly might be a pretty good opportunity to get your own people in yeah, there. Yeah, get your own guys. You're not, you know, rubbing as many shoulders. Like, you're not pissing people off because you're not firing people, right? So you just, you're filling vacant spots. Yeah. That's probably actually ideal because then you get a lot of the guys in there that you want. Tennessee is a tough job too. Tennessee is a tough job. I feel like any anywhere in the SEC that's not Alabama is a tough job. That's true, but Tennessee is extra tough. Tennessee is Tennessee is brutally tough, dude. Man. They have had not a lot going on for them in Because they are years. like a college football yeah. blue blood, blue blood. Yeah, exactly. So Their like program. Tennessee college football is better when Tennessee is good. Okay. I, f- I agree with that. And like and they haven't just, been. Like think about it and in the time that we've been alive to be able to watch college football and understand it, they haven't been good. No, dude. No, they have not, bro. They had a solid season when they had Josh Dobbs and Alvin Kamara. Yeah. But they weren't like. Was Dobbs bald, right? Yep. The, yeah, it was the ball. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I just immediately pictured him popped in my head. It was yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, they had an okay season in, and they yeah. finished the season ranked. But, like, when you think SEC football, like, man. They don't really we'll, fit, man. We'll finish at the top. Mm-hmm. Alabama, Georgia, Florida, LSU. Yeah. Auburn every now and then. Mm-hmm. You know? Auburn makes runs. So it's just like anywhere not named Alabama and SEC is a tough job because you got to see Alabama. Yeah, because like you know their whole saying in the SEC is like it's different, like it's bigger here. Mm-hmm. And like they've lived up to that. Like they've been yeah. the best conference. So that's been interesting. But UCF now they finished six and four this year behind a sophomore quarterback in a relatively young squad. So mm-hmm. Mazan will have, I think, no problem recruiting kids down there, right? Because you're not, you're a you know not going to be recruiting against. SEC teams. Mm-hmm. It's a different caliber kid. Yep. Right? So, for him to try and get guys down to Florida, Central Florida, have you seen their campus? Beautiful. Unreal. Right? They have winning pedigree. They've yeah. won a lot of big-time games. Right? And for a guy who just wants to prove himself, not only that, again, you're in Florida, so the market down there and just, like, as far as, like, building your brand and everything, I don't feel – I think you, could, you couldn't be in a better spot to do all of that than in Florida, Central Florida. It's a perfect job for him. So – I think we're going to see some solid teams from the Knights in the next couple of years. I mean, it's, I think it's pretty easy to say, but it has to be said, I would assume. Right? This was a very down year for UCF. It was. They're and usually they, they dominant. Didn't have a, they didn't have a bad squad. They just lost a couple close games, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like 
UCF will be back next year. They'll UCF's be, gonna be back. They'll be making some noise. I think it'll be a who gets that 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 New Year six bid, Cincinnati mm-hmm. or Coastal Carolina or yeah. UCF. I, uh, Coastal Carolina. Okay, I I'm the biggest Coastal Carolina fan. I don't think they're gonna be back. I was, Not to the extent that they were. I wasn't a believer, and then they beat Zach Wilson and BYU. Uh huh. They made me a believer. Best game of college football. I'm sorry. That was For like sure. my favorite game of college football. It literally football came season. down to a yard. It was great. It yeah. The pullback at the end that. of the end zone. Yeah. It doesn't get any better. Nuts, than that. man. That was nuts. That was a game of the year for sure. Yeah, I agree. But um, their quarterback, I want to say his name's like uh, Dylan Gabriel or something yep. along those lines. Yep. He's like six foot 180. Right? He's a baller. He's dog. a baller, dude. He is a baller. He's, a, he's the most unsuspecting. I feel like, um, and it's funny because you kind of fit like you're just like the quarterback looking guy. Mm hmm. Tall, kind of crew cut, just like put together. You know what I mean? He little short, stubby kid. You know, you know what I mean though. Yeah, like you just fit like the quarterback build. Like that's you. You yeah. embody that, so that's dope. Yeah, Dylan Gabriel, not he really. don't at all. He does short, stubby. I'm say he's kind of like he kind of link almost. He's like kind of just like doesn't look like a a dude. I don't know. I feel like the, the all American type has been. It's been changing. It's been, right? uh, it's been changing. Yeah, it's not like I feel like I my body probably fits a little. You know, past older, yeah. yeah. That's kind of funny. No, you're I right. I feel like though. it does, though. Yeah, I feel like it's like a '60s look. A <laughs> '60s look. I don't know if I go back that far. I was making it. I was thinking maybe like 10, 15 years. Not yeah, I was gonna say '60s, bro. That's oh, that's a we'll long go 80s, time. Okay. 80s. 80s is maybe 80s, a, little okay. closer, a little closer. A little closer. Yeah, because it used to just be like, let me get a let me get a six three six four guy that can throw a ball through a brick wall. Let let me fall the find the tallest guy who can throw it the farthest. Yeah. That was it. Everything yeah. else will hopefully he'll put it together. Yeah. <laughs> now you before go before we there, start the dynamic quarterback. Let me see who's yeah. a gamer. Uh huh. Yeah, and that's that's what you need. The quarterback position, a gamer. So now we have this dying breed of quarterbacks. Philip Rivers is gone. Tom yeah. Brady has a couple of years left. He says he's going to go back to the Super Bowl. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Drew Brees could be totally gone, right? And these are guys that are notoriously just pocket passers. Yeah, guys that have no multi-dimensional game. Who else am I forgetting? In that list, Matt Ryan, I guess, would be a guy like that. Yep, Matt even though Ryan he's kind of dropped out. off, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be on his way out. Um, but who else, is there? Anyone else kind of in that in that boat? Big Ben. Big Ben is in that boat as well, and he's been durable as hell. But he's not gonna be able to take that any mm-hmm. longer, dude. Nope. He's gonna be done. The elbow yeah. surgery. Yeah, he was not the same last year. Hate no way, dude. No way, I hate dude. To see it too. And now, like uh, with Marquise Pouncey retiring, yeah. both the Pouncey twins actually retiring. Yeah. But Marquise, obviously, he played with them. Like that was super emotional for him. Yeah. Um, That'll be interesting to see what they do, man. That that team, that locker room is like, I feel like they get along pretty well, mm-hmm. but that's just primed to maybe, I don't know if, if explode is combust, the right word, but yeah. combust like internally. And I have a ton of respect for Mike Tomlin. But I think Juju's gone. Juju, I don't know, man. I heard rumors about like the he wanted to be in a better market, but then he kind of shut those down. But that's so, what he's supposed to say, though. Oh, he is. Not a big Juju guy anymore. Me neither. Not a big Claypool guy. Nobody anymore. is. Me neither. Claypool was really. He I mean, went from like one of the most liked yeah. to the most hated. Just flipped, dude. Just Within, flipped. And one Claypool, TikTok, one Claypool TikTok. wasn't producing enough to do that. He was playing well. Re- he was playing really well. He played extremely well as young as he was. Yeah. First, exactly. Was that couple games? Yeah. Or something like I that. was never a big Chase Claypool fan. Really? Even when he was at ND. At ND. Because like, okay, you turn on college football and you see like. It's the impact players, and they got Chase Claypool, mm-hmm. 6'4", he's fast, and they're going to need him to produce to be successful. And he didn't really, like, do a whole lot. No, I would agree. Me. I didn't know enough about him coming out of college. Yeah, he was. I feel he, like you should have. He, he was more like a tight end. Yeah, like, exactly. He ran that 4'4", I didn't see that coming at I don't all. think anyone did, when including you watch, the Steelers. When you watch football, like, when you watch them play, like, you don't see 4'4", no. and then he goes out there and run a 4'4", and I think that boosted his draft stock way more than anything. Yeah, And then agreed. He went out there and he bought against the Eagles, scored four touchdowns, you know? Yeah, that was the game. That, that was the game. The the sports Maple media. Tron, all the stuff. Oh, my yeah. goodness. They were a little quick to hop on that train, mm-hmm. um, you know, between and it, him it and DK him, with all the Megatron the comparisons. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, he still performed very well. I don't want to take away that season from yeah, him. He, he, had he had a great, great season. season for great sure. season, man. But, um, you know, he's no, too much pressure. He's no Justin Jefferson. He's no Justin Herbert. You know what I mean? Like, these they got dudes that are playing out here, man. Like, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow would have been a How quickly they forgot about Joe Burrow. Right? Yeah, they. A lot of people have written him off, bro. I'm telling you, Joe Burrow. class. That class is great, man. The class is great. Tristan Wirfs. That dude was probably. Over like last. He was probably third. I think he was third in the, you know, in that, in the running for that rookie, offensive rookie of the year. He should have. He has every right to be. Oh, of course. That's crazy. 
That was I mean, the dude out of Iowa, right? Think about it. Yeah. Think yeah. about it. Your job's but on the line if you don't protect You ever see those videos of him hang yeah, cleaning? You seen him jumping out of like the pool? Yes, dude. That's crazy. I can't do that. Like he is a I mean, freak I, I, it's of been a couple nature. of years since I tried, but I couldn't do that. Didn't he do like a backflip or something like at a beach or something? Oh he, he did something crazy. Like I think he it was did. like a round think, off yeah, back talk. Like a gymnastics was, yeah. type shit. He is a freak of nature. That is the scariest thing about the NFL for me is that dudes that are three times my size move better than me. Period. Like that's it. I, I, just saying that. Like that's yeah. so terrifying. It's crazy, man. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like, we got some dudes in the Gleak, like do athletic ass linemen that can do a lot of things, bro. But I saw firsthand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that uh, Austin Edwards was it from Ferris and like oh dudes like God. that. Yeah, trust what? me, we got dudes, man. Game wrecker. Yeah, real game wrecker. Aaron Donald type stuff at the D two level. But that's all I've got for today. Thanks for joining us, T. No problem. Appreciate man. you. That was fun. It was a good pod. Um, but otherwise. Next week, hopefully having some good guests on. I'm thinking we're going to have a coach from uh, Concordia Ann Arbor at the NAIA level. Um, nothing confirmed yet, but, uh, you know, stay tuned. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter to find the most recent episodes and such. And have a great weekend.